A few years ago when I was struggling with my mental health, therapy not only changed my life, but therapy saved my life. It's been years later, I'm still in therapy, and I'm still using the tools that I learned to deal with the difficult moments that happen in our lives. My healing journey has not been easy. Healing is not linear, but I'm committed and dedicated to healing my past traumas and bettering myself for my future and my family. Is there something that's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human who lives in a world who is going through a hard time, therapy can give you the tools to approach your life in a very different way. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. With BetterHelp, finding a therapist is easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out just a few questions, BetterHelp can match you with a professional therapist in as little as a few days. Down below in my description box is a link. It's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash lavender. Clicking that link helps support this channel, but it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp so that you can connect with a therapist to see if it helps you. And because finding a therapist is a little like dating, if you don't really like the fit with your first therapist, which is a common thing with therapy, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without stressing about insurance, who's in your network, or anything like that. Again, therapy has been life-changing for me. And if you need someone to share with that is unbiased and that will help you navigate life, therapy is it. So if you're struggling, if you're dealing with anything that's hard or heavy, Consider online therapy with better help. Click the link in my description box below or visit betterhelp.com slash lavender. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash lavender. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this channel. And now for your episode. A big red flag when dating is a man who wasn't raised around people that tell him when he's wrong. A man who knows he's wrong holds accountability. He don't flip things on you to make it seem like you the problem. Or blame you when he do something wrong and then lie. And y'all always feel like you fixing things about yourself that wasn't broken. Or like you going insane trying to get him to understand the logic between right and wrong. And they usually end up with pick me friends that they call to validate their feelings. Or to switch a story to make you the villain so they'll agree. This will drive you crazy, especially if you're a person who values character, because when they can't control you, they try to control how others see you. If you want your peace back, you got to go quiet. The plan is to never teach a narcissist how to be a good man to you. You simply just can't deal with one who isn't. Free game, ladies. Trigger warning. This episode contains language around mental health, mental illness, suicidal ideations, and self-harm. Please listen with care. 
Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Lavender Woman's Podcast. I am your host, CB, and we're just going to jump right in. So, I really wrestled with this episode because, for many reasons, right, but mostly because women we already bear the brunt of so much that isn't on us. So I went back and forth. I did my research in credible spaces. I needed to know that saying this was supported, if not collectively, at least scientifically. And this is not an attempt to make women responsible for the work that men are responsible to do. But I also want us to be self-aware and own our part or parts that we do play. The episode intro was from Deji Keys Times Two on Instagram. And then I was also reminded of a speech that our late brother Malcolm X did in 1964. And I am paraphrasing an abridged version of that speech where he said, the most neglected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. And it's been 59 years later. And not much has changed. In the last couple of years, we, I'm referring to those who identify as a woman or as female, we have subscribed to the soft life. And I love that for us, right? I do. We have also been trending with the hashtag protect black women. We have rallied around believing black women. We rebuke struggle love. And for all intents and purposes, it seems that it, it seems as though we have really come together to support celebrities, our family and friends, our neighbors, and also complete strangers against misogyny, abuse, toxic masculinity, etc. We have no problem canceling a male celebrity who has harmed a woman. And this episode is not about cancel culture, so I'm just going to keep it moving. I may revisit that in a future episode, right? And we will loudly and boldly tell our sisters, our cousins, our homegirls, That they deserve better than the treatment they are receiving from their spouse, their boyfriend, their mate, their partner, etc., etc. But when it's our brother or our cousin or our nephew or our homeboy that's doing the damaging, that's constantly on their BS, we are as quiet as church mice. And I am trying to figure out why. 
We can't be so quick to call out a stranger for their behavior when your brother is out here traumatizing women. We can't be so quick to call out a celebrity when your cousin is actively causing emotional harm to a woman. The research that I did around this subject that made me feel confident to post this without the women having to bear the responsibility but only narrow in on the parts that we do own and are responsible for is because when you look at those with narcissistic personality disorder or who have narcissistic traits and characteristics, narcissists are made at home. It is a makeup of their childhoods, how they were raised, how they were not corrected, held accountable, how they were praised, put on a pedestal. And it's mostly by the women in their lives who do those things that cause them in adulthood to have these traits that are very much unhealthy and very much unsafe. Not just for the people in their lives whom they are engaging with, but it's also very unhealthy for them. We can no longer afford to be quiet with the men in our lives who need correcting. We can no longer excuse poor behavior. So is the onus on us? No. No, it's not. But damn, y'all, like, we really have to own our part in creating the versions of people who are going out in the world wrecking havoc, right? We, we got to own that part. Our brothers need love. They need support. They need direction and affection. They need grace. They need prayer. But they also need an accountability partner. This is so wild to me because I had someone look me in my face and say to me that what I was experiencing was not right. They acknowledged it, the pain that it was causing me, the damage that was being done, right? But in that same breath that all of that was said and acknowledged, guess what? They said to me, but I'm not going to say anything because you know how they are. Y'all, I had to make up in my mind that I don't want... To be connected to anyone that cannot apply truth to power when it comes to me. I don't want to be connected to anyone that plays about me. 
nor do I want anyone to be connected to me that feels like they have to tiptoe around me and feel like they can't correct me or call me out on my foolishness. It goes both ways. I am not above correction and neither are you. You cannot say that you love me and watch me damage myself and or other people. You don't love me if you don't hold me accountable. That's just the reality. What I know for sure is having a bunch of yes men and women in your life is going to cause more damage than being corrected with love ever will. Some people are 30, 35, 40, 45 years old and has never had anyone pull their card, has never had anyone call them out on their mess. And that is astonishing to me. So when you are healed enough and brave enough and strong enough to do that, then it's all types of you're crazy. (laughs) No one has ever said that to me before. No one else feels that way about me. You made it up. It's not real. That never happened. Like the damage, the, the, the vicious cycle of trauma that happens because we do not hold the people in our lives whom we claim we love, whom we claim we care about, accountable. I want people in my life to love me enough to be like, girl, listen, I need to holler at you. And you can talk that talk however You talk it with your homegirls, with your homeboys, with your tribe, with your crew, with your circle, right? But put me to the side and be like, girl, you listen, you tripping a little bit. Like, you being completely irrational right now. Like, let's let's talk. Let's talk this thing through. Love me enough to be like, yo, what you just did, that wasn't cool. You you owe them an apology. Love me enough to correct me. Now, listen, I'm not saying that this level of correction or accountability should just come from any random person, right? That's not what I'm saying at all, because we should be seeking wise counsel, right? These should be people who we love and we trust And have our best interest at heart. And if you check those boxes. You love me. I can trust you. I believe you have my best interest at heart. Then you should want me to show up as my best self in this world. It should matter to you. Not just how I treat myself. But how I treat others. Because guess what? One day you could be an other that's getting this poor treatment. Us being silent is being complicit. Our silence is ruining more families, relationships, and friendships than I can count.
I believe that as time has gone on, we've become so detached from reality that we have become so attached to the world that is social media that we really believe that everyone is replaceable. And while there are 8 billion people in the world and there may be 7 billion more people who has the qualities and traits that a person in your life may have, that person is still one of one. Everyone in your life is not replaceable. Sometimes God will send you someone. Even when you're not your best self. Just to show you how good life can get. To show you what the other side feels like, right? I don't ever want to mess up something that God sent me. So if me being accountable... And self-aware, holding myself to a higher standard. Therefore, I'm going to treat others around me better and differently. If that's what that means, then I'm all in because I don't ever want to fumble what God sent me. I don't want to lose what God sent to bless me. For me, this episode is very therapeutic. Because I am literally coming out one of the hardest seasons in my entire life. I promise you, y'all, the enemy was working so hard to get me up out of here. Scripture tells us that God will prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies And one day I looked around the table and it was the people that I love sitting there. They broke me down. Like the enemy literally tried to kill me. First, he tried with my health. If you listen to the So You Say You Trust God, We Fitness See episode then you already know what's up. (laughs) You already know the health scare that I had at the top of this year, the very um, serious and invasive surgery that I had in the spring and the recovery that was gruesome. But I bounced back. I recovered. My physical body would not die. So then the enemy got creative. And I guess he decided to attack my mental health, right? I guess he felt like her physical body is too strong. So let me see what that what that head looked like. Let me see what that mental look like let me see what that that mental health look like right so i'm going to make her feel like she's crazy i'm going to make her feel like 
she's going insane, like she's losing her mind because that'll get her. That will definitely get her up out of here. And guess what, y'all? The enemy is so good that it almost worked. He used those that was closest to me to bring me to the lowest point that I have ever been in my entire life. I almost gave up. I remember going off the grid earlier in the spring. I wasn't posting or active on social media. I wasn't returning phone calls or responding to text messages. I was silent. This went on for several weeks. And one day, my good sis Diamond, and I have two friends named Diamond, so Diamond D for reference. Diamond D popped up at my house, unannounced. And I happened to be on a work zone when she got here. So my kids asked her to wait downstairs and they caught up with her for a little while. And I didn't want to be rude and have her waiting. So after I gave my part of my meeting and listened to, you know, a few of the important points that were made, I muted my mic and I turned my camera off and called for her to come upstairs. She got to my master bedroom and said that she just wanted to make sure that I was all right. And she reached to give me a hug. And I melted. I wept in her arms. I literally sobbed on her shoulder. I held her so tight because I didn't want to let go because I was so close to letting go in real life. I was almost inconsolable. When the enemy tried to convince me that no one cared about me, that no one had my back, that no one would stand up for me, that no one loved me, that my life was worthless, my sis came through and rejected the attack of the enemy. Diamond, I'm so grateful for you. You changed everything that day. And that's what should happen with and for all of us. That when we are not ourselves, when we are not showing up in the world like we normally do, the people will show up for us. And then when we aren't making good choices or treating people well or being the good person that we are destined to be, that our tribe will hold us accountable 
with love. We have to end the cycle. Love does not overlook. Love is not silent, but love corrects. Love supports. Love helps. So I saw a meme that said healing taught me that honesty won't ruin a real thing. Speaking on your feelings won't lose you anything worth having. If someone is not treating you well and you speak on that treatment and that person pulls away from you, you didn't lose anything. But that was the blessing inside of that lesson. Because when someone truly cares about you, they care about how their actions affect you. That's just real talk. There's no way around that. I can love you and hurt you, but once you bring it to my attention, if I was not already self-aware enough to know that I hurt you, and if I truly love you and you're telling me that something I did hurt you, I don't get to decide that it didn't. I don't get to tell you that you're overreacting. I don't get to tell you that it wasn't that serious. If I love you and I hurt you, I'm sorry. And an apology is not just a phrase or a statement. An apology is changed behavior. Our seed of lavender for this week is courage. Courage is defined as not being deterred by danger, fear, or pain. I hope that in this season, we can have the courage to stand in the gap, that we will be courageous enough to hold people accountable that we will have the courage that is needed to change the things that we can. Our affirmation for this week, I will hold myself and those I love accountable. I will handle them with care and with grace, but I will not be silent. The reason this episode took so many different turns and, and paths is because I wanted to paint a picture of the vicious cycle that not holding people accountable can cause. I know in the top of this episode, I was really focusing on the black woman that's because that's where I can relate the most from, as I am a black person who identifies as female, who identifies as woman, who is woman, who is female. And I'm only, I can only 
speak for my experiences and the things that I have been through. My podcast is geared towards people of color. So this is not a bashing of either sex, of either gender, but simply a vulnerable and transparent look into the damage that is caused when we don't hold those closest to us accountable. I will not bash that celebrity, but be silent when it's my family member. I cannot yell, protect black women, believe black women, support black women while I am sitting idly aside allowing our brother, our black man, my relative, my friend, my homeboy, my cousin, my whoever to cause damage to that person. Nor do I expect them to not hold us accountable either. It goes both ways. I want us to all hold each other accountable as a people, as a culture, so that we can heal, so that we can transform So that we can truly experience healthiness in our families, in in our relationships, in our friendships. Love is not this soft, fluffy thing that always feels good. But love is seeing something and saying something. Love is, I care about you too much to allow you to go down this path. Love is. Bro, that's not how you treat your lady. Sis, you are disrespecting your man. Homie, yo, you wildin'. You don't do your partner like that. That's what love is. Love encompasses all things. But love is not quiet. Love is not silent. So examine your life, your tribe, your circle, those that you hold near and dear and closest to your heart and see if that group is filled with yes men and yes women or whether there are people in that group that will love you enough to pull you aside to help you show up differently in the world.
I hope that something that was said throughout this episode caught your attention, resonated with your spirit, or rested upon your heart. I hope that as we move forward that we will be the generation who changes the game. That we will be the ones that knows love is an action word. And that our actions will match our words. Until next time, be good to yourself and each other. I'll see you soon.